Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 118 of the Happy Tans Podcast. Today's podcast, we have Trish Parasu from The Bombshell in wonderfully cold Iowa. Trish, thank you so much for joining us. Trish actually reached out to me just like Stephanie did. She said she had some insight and information she wanted to share with the sunless industry. I really like this, a little bit of a different direction here in 2023 for the podcast. Some more specific episodes about things people have wrestled with and struggled with or had challenges with and overcame. I think everybody will find this episode interesting. It really talks about understanding why you do what you do, understanding what success is to you. I think this is a beautiful thing. You'll hear it in the episode. I don't want to take away from Trish and my conversation that we had. It was a great one. I think everybody can learn from this. If you've never thought about these things, it's something to consider. So please check it out. Listen to this episode. Trish, thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey with us. It is a pleasure always to talk with you. Thank you so much. And as always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tans website builder, the first and the only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. Not only do we help you look good, but we help you get found online, which helps you get clients in the door. That's what you call a positive ROI or return on investment. We often refer to our websites as an investment and not a cost or an expense because you should be getting something out of your website. So with our done with you service, we'll completely build out the website for you. You can expect it in about three to five business days at most. If we have everything we need, we can get it up and running even quicker. Don't waste hours and hours and days and weeks and months of your life trying to build a website. Let the professionals handle it. We can do it for you. If you have a website or if you don't, please check us out. Happytans.com. Click the green create your website button in the top right corner or go to happytans.com forward slash website to learn more. If you have any questions, you know where to find me, Grant at happytans.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again, Trish, for sharing your story. It was wonderful to chat with you. As always, I hope everybody has a beautiful day and happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Trish Parasu from The Bombshell in Iowa. How are you doing today, Trish? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. We just we just actually kicked off the new year. This episode won't come out for a couple of months, but excited to uh, to to chat with you. It's been a while since we spoke. We uh, we were just chatting pre-roll about how we've interviewed before, but that was part of Sunless Evolution. So never on the Happy Tans Podcast. So I'm excited to have you on board here today yeah for those that don't know you i'd like to open up the floor for a second please take a minute to introduce you um whatever you want to share uh, about yourself as well as your business and your career you know how you got into this industry and anything else that would be helpful for the listeners all right so um i'm trish i'm from iowa obviously um i actually started spray tanning out of my garage um just as a way to add an extra income stream. Um, I'm actually a hairstylist. So um, I kind of, I've done a a few different things with the spray tan industry. um, But mostly I started in 2012, um, like I said, as a way to add an income stream to my hair salon. 
Um, and then it gradually ended up growing into, um, that's what I focus on. I don't really do a whole lot of hair anymore. I focus more on spray tans, um, products and retailing. Um, I would love to get into education. Um, so spray tanning is definitely my, um, my focus, but, um, I have a husband who owns his own company. He has like 30 employees. So, um, we've got four kids and, uh, somewhat of a farm ish. So I, my, my struggle right now is making sure that I am balancing home and work. And, you know, my husband and I both have very busy schedules. And so we're just trying to do the best we can in the moments that we have. So, right. That's yeah. where we are. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm I'm excited to talk about this. We have some specific things that that Trish and I spoke about. She reached out to me to talk about today. I think it's important things that that we should talk about and, and be discussed. And one of those things, obviously, you're kind of you know talking about it here. The fact that having two you know entrepreneurial people in a household is challenging. Just one in and of itself is just so time consuming. Uh, even the mental load, even if you're not working, Absolutely. it's hard to let it go especially mm-hmm. when you have little ones around. I mean, we only have, we have a, a puppy and a, and a one uh, daughter that's four and a half at this point. Um, four kids, I cannot even imagine. You mentioned two dogs before the show too. So I know you got more stuff. <laughs> oh, um, and we have farm animals too. Okay, we've got yeah. goats and we've got sheep go. and we've got all the things. So. <laughs> so I was about to say, and there's probably some animals out there on that uh, farm-ish that you said. Oh, so. yes. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, it's, a, it's work life. Uh, not even so much balance. It's like work-life integration. And I think part of that is, um, and part of what we're going to talk about today is kind of defining what success is to you. I was listening to a podcast the other day with Rob Deerdick, who I'm sure everybody knows him from um, his shows and skateboarding career and all that. Um, He's obviously very famous, very, very uh, wealthy and all those things. But he talked about how years ago he kind of reconfigured his life by starting with the end in mind, like what is his goal? And then he worked backwards to make sure that everything he does in his life integrates into that, you know, and part of that was he, you know, he wanted to spend time with his wife and his kids and make sure that all that stuff is important. He wants to be able to drop the kids off do all these things that I think a lot of people get lost in the hustle of the day to day. And they forget about this. Um, I even have to, I know personally remind myself that, my daughter's only going to be this age so long. So, so be it if I miss out on a couple of things or a couple of potential clients, just because I want to spend time with her at the end of the Absolutely. day, that Absolutely. matters a whole bunch more uh, to me, at least it might not to other people. That's part of this. Um, so Trish, I think part of what you, part of what we want to discuss is kind of understanding what success is to you. And I told you pre-roll, uh, I'll let you talk here in a second, but I told you pre-roll that I'd been doing the podcast for maybe two or three years. And I had a good friend of mine reach out and, you know, she said she wasn't listening as much and I was kind of digging into why. And it's, and, and she, you know, after we spoke, it made sense. Like the intro to the podcast is we're going to interview, you know, some of the industry's most successful business owners, which at that point to me meant like who can build the biggest building, like who can make the biggest company. And while some of our interviewees have done that, I think ultimately what, what, it, what she opened my eyes to is success is relative to what you want it to be. Some people is five or 10 tans a week, so they can be at home. Some people is I want to open 20 locations in the next five years. That's completely fine. I think you need to define that for yourself. So I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on that. I think that was part of uh, the ind- part of the reason you wanted to speak on this uh, for you personally, some things that you'd, you've uh, changed and gone through as well. 
Yes, um, absolutely. So my story is very similar. Um, you know, when COVID happened and all of the shutdowns and all of those things, um, that changed a lot of people's lives for the worse and for the better. And yeah. fortunately for me, it actually did help me um, because I realized that I was spending so much time working in my business that my family was actually suffering. Um, and I, I didn't open my business to spend all of my time working. I actually, when I think back, I opened my business in order to, um, you know, have be Trish, be the hairstylist, be the spray tanner, whatever, obviously make some of my own money. Um, but also be able to be there for my kids. And very quickly, um, you know, I did all the things that the so-called they people told me to do as far yeah. as, you know, social media, referral programs, all of that stuff. And those things worked. It was great. But I realized um, when I actually had a moment to step back and take a breath that it was way too much for me. Yeah. Um, and so my husband and I had a lot of conversations. We were shut down here in Iowa for nine weeks. And so that gave me a lot of time to reflect on, um, you know, what I want my end game to be. And, you know, I was always afraid that I wasn't going to be successful, you know, and he always questioned me, you know, what is success? You know, like just because the person down the street looks successful to you, maybe they're not successful in their own mind or vice versa, you know, right. like you cannot let someone else's picture of success dictate what your picture of success is. And so that took a long time for me to really like breathe it in and truly inhale all of that yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I grew up, I don't want to say in poverty because it wasn't poverty, but pretty close to it. You know, money was tight. We had a very tight budget and all of that kind of stuff. And so to me, you know, before all of this happened, it was always like the more money you make, the more successful you are. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> that is not true. Like now we have to really consider, you know, yeah, money is part of the picture, but there's so many other things that are part of that too. Are that, you know, do you have time to do the things that you want to do? Do you want to be, you know, a part of your community volunteering and things like that? Do you want to be at all of your kids' activities? Do you want to be able to pick them up from school and make them breakfast in the morning and all of that stuff? It really is about what you want and you can't base it on what your sales numbers are. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very true. I think there's a huge culture shift uh, recently, probably over the past handful of years, like the they say even like the millennial, whatever millennial workforce doesn't even care as much about the money as they mm -hmm. do the lifestyle or yep. the the respect, all these things over, mm -hmm. you know, oversee mm -hmm. money. Whereas I can remember probably when my, you know, when my parents were working that, that was all it was like, when is the next oh, promotion was, coming? Yeah, I, which, absolutely. It was all about the paycheck. It didn't matter yeah. about anything else. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which, which in the grand scheme of things is, is an amazing point uh in in kind of our uh progress as as human beings i think to to say we've kind of figured out that it's not the end all be all you know the end goal isn't mm -hmm. the money uh which mm -hmm. is great i think a lot of things a lot of reasons we've seen that i mean you've seen super successful people not be happy other things you've seen mm -hmm. uh the fact that 
there's so many more options for how you can work, where you can work, how you can make money, right? So these mm-hmm. opportunities that we're very fortunate enough to have didn't exist, you know, even 10, 15, 20 years mm-hmm. ago plus. So all that kind of opens up. But I think, um, I know for me, at least one of the biggest struggles in it, and I, and I try to do this uh, quite often, and it's hard to do, is just sitting kind of in solitude and silence and trying to think about what what is what is like, what isn't even taking it to something a little bit more easy to comprehend, like what is an ideal day for you, right? And whoever mm-hmm. sits back and thinks about it, I, I probably could say that, you know, most people listening might not have ever done that, but I think it's a really important thing to kind of help set you up for understanding what that success looks like for yourself. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about your your day or your version of success, you know, part of success is how are you spending your day? You know, are you spending 12 hours working your tail off or are you able to, you know, have a few hours at home with the kids or, you know, meditating or going to the gym or, or doing the things that give, that fill your cup, that give you passion and then still doing the things that make you money too. Right. Right. Yeah. Certainly a balance to it. I think that's important. I think leading with the, the, you know, the life over the work. So life work, you know, balance versus the other way around is important. Um, mm-hmm. and, and ultimately there's, there's seasons of your life. So when you're younger without dependence, without kids, without a husband, mm-hmm. wife, et cetera, you probably have a lot more time to work and that's fine. And then you go through a time where, you know, for me, like we're at the point where our daughter's young, we have mm-hmm. this time with her, this impact, this time to impact her. And then we know, you know, before we know it, she's going to be in school even longer mm-hmm. than she is now. And then yep. before we know it, she's not going to want to, she's going to want to hang out with her friends rather than her mom and dad. So it's like, yes, I have to remind myself. And that's where I am right now. Yeah. I've got my, my oldest is 27. I have a 25, 20 year old. And then my youngest is 17. And mm. we're a hundred percent at that point. Like I'm so blessed that my kids, you know, like, three of them have pretty much spread their wings and, you know, they're very independent people and I'm super proud of them. And then my daughter is obviously still at home. She's a junior in high school, but that's why for me right now, you know, I used to be able to work till nine, 10 o'clock or later at night. And now I really want to cut my day off by like five, which I know sounds crazy in the industry that we're in, but you know, that's when my kids are home. That's when my family's home. And those are the hours that, like you said, I cannot get back and I need to be, I need to make sure that I'm present for them. Right. Yeah. So that's a super challenging thing uh, for, for people to understand. And, you know, there's certain times where you might have to continue to work. There's certain times where you might need the money, right? There's, Mm -hmm. we're not telling there's not one, there's not one way to do this. It's not cut and dry. It's it's, it's not black and white. It's going to be unique for every person in every situation uh, for, for that. So you spoke about that, um, you know, being there with your family um, and you also work from home technically, which I think is another thing we wanted to discuss that the, uh, I guess, quote unquote home studio, right? So how has that been uh, in relation to what you, you used to operate it or tell you know tell the listeners okay. how, how it's changed for you so um way back <laughs> in 2016 which was you know such a long time ago it's yeah. kind of crazy because some Facebook memories popped up of when I had my first um, brick and mortar store yeah. where I actually housed 
spray tanning and hair inside of it. And, um, I just told my husband, I was like, gosh, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it seems like it was a lifetime ago too. And, um, I started out in a 500 square foot building where, like I said, I did hair, I did spray tanning. Um, I actually even brought in a small boutique. So that was a lot in a very small space. And, um, like I said, my business grew super fast, which I was so grateful for. And, um, there was a larger building that actually came up for sale across the street from me. And that building was actually 3,200 square feet. So we, we jumped quite a bit. Um, and keep in mind, this was in a town of a thousand people. So, um, side note, anybody that says it can't be done in a small town, I would like to chat with you. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) That's great. Um, so we bought that building and renovated it. It took us a year to completely gut and renovate that building and turn it into my dream, um, home as far as business goes. Um, and then, like I said, COVID happened and it's not that COVID, um, prevented me from, you know, making money and doing business. Yeah. It was that, you know, I wasn't willing to jump through all those hoops anymore. You know, I think that that was where the universe was telling me it's time to take a step back. It's time to take a breath. It's time to really take a look at what all is happening. And, you know, 30 going from 500 square feet to 3,200 square feet is a lot. And I didn't actually even have any employees either. So it was a large, you know, it was a large commitment financially, time-wise. My husband was always in charge of like snow removal and long, long care and, you know, all of the maintenance and keep in mind, he has his own company too. So like if it snowed, for example, he would go to his shop, plow all of his people because he has, he does like industrial commercial work. So he's got semis coming and all that stuff. So he would go plow that. Then he would come to my building and plow all of that. And then he would come home and plow everything at home. And so that was just it was a lot for him. And, you know, like, I'm super grateful that he was willing to do that. But again, when we had some time to actually sit back and think, and we weren't busy with the day to day, like just get through the day type stuff. It was like, this is not what we wanted for either of us, you know? And so um, we actually made the super hard decision of selling the building because it just, it was just physically too much for us. Um, And so you know, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, well now what, you know, because like at the end of the day, I'm an introverted people person. (laughs) So I still really enjoy people. And, you know, my goal in life has always been to help um, bring a little bit of confidence to each person's day. And so I wasn't willing to, just because I sold the building, I wasn't willing to stop what I was doing. And so Um, he actually took one of our garages and renovated it into a spray tan slash hair salon. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. um, I have 200 square feet where I'm doing both services. So it, it gets tight, but we get creative and it works. And, you know, the great part is is that I no longer have a commute. You know, my commute is like 10 feet versus 20 minutes. Um, my overhead is extremely low. And it gives me the opportunity to still be, I can have my foot in both worlds, if that makes any sense. You know, I can still be around for the kids and make supper every night and I can still be with my people and help be a part of their day too. So 
um, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard because that success thing, like, oh my gosh, am I losing my success? Am I not yeah. successful? You know, like that definitely creeped in, but you know, um, we have this best of the best here in, um, in our community. Um, I'm sure just about every other community yeah. has something similar where the community votes and whatever. And, you know, for the last four years, the community has still voted, you know, me one of the best of the best in tanning and spray tanning. So it's kind of like, stop questioning it, you know, like, just do you do your thing, do what you know you're good at and, but be grateful for it too, you know, yeah. because like, I guess what I'm saying is, is that it doesn't matter what your location is, whether you're mobile, whether you're at home, whether you're in a, you know, 3000 square foot, beautiful studio, all that matters is how you, how people, how you make people feel. And if yeah. you're taking care of them, you know, and making them feel like they're having an experience and not just a service. Right. Yeah. Which is very true. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an intimate service. It's an intimate setting and situation. Um, and taking care of the, you know, the clients is super important. And I think something you mentioned that I think a lot of people could understand is like taking this step to open that physical location kind of like was the next progressive step for you or the bigger location, mm -hmm. I should say. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately you're, it really wasn't the answer. <laughs> Yeah, but essentially you're taking a, a huge step back, right? Coming back, selling that out, coming yeah. back home. But for Trish, that's the right that that's the right thing to do, right? For somebody Absolutely. that wants to open 20 salons or have the biggest one in town, that's not the right answer. That's a different yeah. situation. But for you, you know, your last you're about to be empty nester soon. It sounds like yep. like two years yep. or a year and a half, yep. whatever, which yes. is crazy. And then uh, where my daughter's like plan we would yeah she's already moved out you know because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what 17 year olds do oh i'm sure yeah, yeah. that's what they say yeah so i mean it's just you know the whole the whole point of this this episode you know you consider the work from home uh thing and then the the you know kind of uh figuring out what success is it's really like what works for your the, again the integration between work and life and not having to so much balance it is just say hey this is perfect I can walk right outside take care of this yep. client be back finish dinner it's done not I have to commute open the yep. studio do all yep. this do all that get home dinner's not going to be ready kids are you yep. know we don't get to have dinner together yes uh, and all those things so uh for you what what is that I, I'm curious because I think a lot of people I see these questions all the time about people that are going from mobile to trying the home studio first mm -hmm. That is obviously very unique for each person. You're still outside of the home for, for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. And then people are coming to your property. They're not in your actual house. It sounds Correct. like. Correct. But yep. what's that? How's that transition been like? How's it received? Do people care? All those kind of things. So um, I am to kind of give you a picture of like where I'm actually located. Um, yeah. We actually are on an acreage. So we are technically in the country and mm -hmm. we are on actually a little bit of gravel roads. Okay. Um, and, you know, yes, there are definitely a few that, you know, are like, oh my gosh, it's on gravel. She's in the country, whatever. But, you know, over all of the years and all of the things that I've been doing, um, that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be everyone's person, nor yeah. are they going to be everyone going to be my person, you know? And so the people who know me or have been referred to me, they don't have a problem coming to me. Um, and 
I, I guess I don't, I used to let it bother me and I just don't let it bother me anymore just right. because I figure, you know, the people who, who know what I have to offer won't question where I'm at or what I'm doing or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but they'll be grateful and they'll be appreciative and they'll, you know, I mean, so many people say to like, once you find your service provider, and this is in any industry, once you find the service provider that you really click with, it doesn't matter where they are. You know, I mean, I have people that drive over for over an hour to get to me. Um, there are clearly many other places that they pass to get to me. You know, yeah. So, um, so to answer the question, um, I, I just you have to get over it. Like it's definitely um, a concern, but excuse me, but you just can't you can't let it get to you. You can't let it get into your brain um, and just really focus on the people that do come to you because they're going to tell all of their friends. And I don't care what anybody says referrals, word of mouth referrals are still the number one way to build your business. Um, and so as long as the person that is in your tent or in your studio or in your room or whatever you want to call it, as long as you're focusing on them and giving them a hundred percent, then and there, they're going to go out and tell everybody, all of their friends, like that's truly how I built my business is truly by word of mouth. Yeah. So as long as you're doing what you set out to do, it doesn't matter where you are or how you provide the service. It's again, how you make them feel. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely true. I I agree with that. I'm, you know, for some people, there's obviously the concern of, you know, even getting to the nitty gritty of like, do you list the business, uh, you know, on Google with the address or how, you know, how you do that. And for every person that's different, it really depends on, you know, your situation, your city, your comfort, you know, comfort with that. Yeah. Um, so that's something to consider as well. So personally, I don't list it on Google. I list like obviously the service areas. Um, yeah. And I have this conversation with my husband all the time. Um, I, I'm sure this is just something goofy, like in my DNA, because I grew up in a very um, metro type setting and my husband grew up in a super small town and um where like basically where everybody you know everybody and so we have very differing opinions on this I personally am like I don't want the whole world to know where I live and he says if they want to find it bad enough they'll find it so I've just decided that I'm not gonna like hand it to people on a silver platter as far as like where I'm physically located Um, but when they book with me, I send an email and a text message that both contain, um, directions and my address and it works out perfectly that way for me. Now, like you said, it could be totally different for, you know, even the next person that we talk to, but, and that's okay. I just personally like privacy and anonymity. anonymity, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's important to me. Um, so that's just my, that's my two cents. That's how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense to me. We consider if, if you've ever, which probably everybody has booked on Airbnb, right? They don't give mm-hmm. you, I think they don't give the exact address until after you book. It's just kind of like, Hey, it's in this general area. So yes. <laughs> you yep. can have the address yep. once you book. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that is true. And, you know, again, that's a comfort level thing. There's no right, right or wrong nope. there. It's what, whatever's up to you. Exactly. Um, I know some people have had to list their, their address for Google yep. to pick them up and Google business, which, 
you know, that's a thing with Google uh, out of our control, but that's a comfort yeah. level thing as well. Yep. But I think it's an important, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a step that could happen for people. You know, again, that this is going to be a very specific to your situation. You have sure. to have an extra room. If you have an extra uh, garage in your case or something outside mm-hmm. of the house where you can mm-hmm. have people come, uh, if you want to, you know, buy one, build one, et cetera, it could be cheaper than having a, yep. a physical location. It could be yes. the right thing for you at this point in your life. So you can be around the little ones, whatever yep. that looks like. Um, super important for you. At the end of the day, I think the kind of the, the, the ethos of this conversation has been to look inward a little bit and figure for out sure. what, what works for you as Trish has had to do, um, you know, what you've been 20 plus years in the industry, in the beauty industry, right? The beauty, yep. There. Um, so lots of changes, uh, you've oh, been gosh. through a downturn with the recessions, you've been through the yes. pandemic, multiple, multiple, <laughs> multiple recessions. Yeah. So there's been a lot of, uh, challenges there, but at the end of the day, you've kind of figured out what works for you. Is there anything that you would change looking back? Um, you know, honestly, I think the one thing that if I could change something, first of all, I'm grateful for all of the experiences because whether they're good or bad, I've always been able to learn something from them. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely grateful for things, but if I could still know what I know now, (laughs) I think I would have, um, really focused on realizing what my version of success is early on. Um, because I think for such a long time, I was chasing this idea of what was successful to people that were, you know, in, Kansas or Minneapolis or Texas or whatever. And, you know, my demographics don't lend to the same things that those places do. And even though I'm not one to create excuses or create crutches, um, things are just so different. You know, I mean, even I was talking to a girl that, that lives about 20 minutes away, looking, looking at getting into spray tanning and, you know, her demographics are still very different than what mine are. So It's just like realizing who your people are, realizing that you're not going to be able to cater to every single person and realizing that, you know, success is what you make of it. It's not what someone else dictates. And I just wish that I would have learned a lot sooner that it doesn't matter what other people think. It's what I think and what my family thinks that matters the most. Yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I would implore anybody who has is maybe just starting out that's listening to this episode to to think about two things specifically. First off, the why you know why you're doing this in the first yes. place. I think that can really drive you forward through lots of challenges and obstacles, yes. and then ultimately kind of defining what the end goal is, what is success, at least at this point, right? And I think the challenging yeah. part with that is um, it's hard to define that because you're like you think that that's the end all be all. Whereas this, this success might change over time. There might be more time, you know, there's all these factors Mm -hmm. that come into play Mm -hmm. as you know, your family evolves and changes, people grow, et cetera, depending on what, what, you know, season of life you're in Mm -hmm. more times available, less times available, et cetera. So those goals might shift, but ultimately understanding right now, what is success for you? Like, what is the goal here Mm -hmm. um, is super important. So if you're not start, if you haven't started, you're still worried about starting, think about those two things, the why, what is success to you? And then ultimately, hopefully, um, I always try to tell people just take action and start, start making, making stuff happen. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall on your face a couple of times, but you ultimately will learn from that stuff as well. Yes. Yep. Fail forward. That's my favorite saying, fail forward. It's okay to fail as long as you learn something from it. And it's not failure if you're learning. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
it's still you're still winning because you've learned something yeah and I, yeah i did a solo episode that came out the first one of the year came out and one of the things i talked about was that during success things that work out you don't actually sometimes know why they work whereas when you fit yeah. when you're quote-unquote failure an obstacle you typically figure out what happened and then you can fix it mm -hmm. but when everything's mm -hmm. going right it's just like oh great it's just going we don't know what you know what triggers we pull what things are working here <laughs> yep. you it's know what true. pulleys we're working so that's an important thing to think about um and also i heard a great analogy the other day talking about you know, um, I kind of think about when you take steps, right, the next step appears, but somebody's talking about driving at night with the headlights, right? You can't see past that mm -hmm. first line until you move forward. So if you want to take those steps forward, make sure you, you know, do that. Um, certain things aren't going to line up until you get to that point. So make sure you, you uh, ultimately take the steps forward. But uh, Trish, this has been a super insightful episode. Uh, if anybody has questions about the home studio, about any of the things we talked about. I know you have a passion for education and you've been in the industry for quite some time. You've been through the home thing. You've been through opening a large yep. location. You've you've thrived in a small, a thousand person um, you know, city, which is amazing to hear. What's the best way for people to to find you? Um, you know, I'm on the socials, and, <laughs> you know, so um, you can find me on Instagram at Sunless by Bombshell and um, on Facebook, it is Bombshell Glow Company is now oh nope i'm lying that's not right this <laughs> by bombshell is now bombshell glow company that's we right. went through a little bit of a rebrand so i'm trying okay. to make sure that all of my previous guests and my new guests can still find me that's right we'll link everything <laughs> below as well yeah bomb uh, bombshell glow glo co.com as well we'll link all Correct. the stuff below you can get in touch with trish uh, awesome. And everything like that. Yeah, Trisha. And the last question I'd love to ask is if you had to write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? You got this, girl. Yeah. You uh, got this. Yeah. I love it's that. It's going to be hard, but you yeah. got this. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard that more times than I can count. But I think that, you know, the reason we ask that question is to hear what people say. And I think that shows why it's important, right? If so many people have said it, it's, it's super important. You got this. You know, you can believe in yourself take action, make things happen. You'll figure it out along yep. the way. Absolutely. Believe in yourself because until then, no one else will. Yeah. A hundred percent. Definitely Trish. Well, thank you so much for your time, Trish here to kick off the year. I appreciate you reaching out to me about this. I think this episode is going to be super helpful for people. Yay. I hope everybody has a wonderful day and happy tanning. <laughs>